making tracks. The New Zealand on your highway to new Kiwi music. Listen in each weekday around 8.15 as we feature a brand new track to treat your ears. We only see your eyes. Tracks, promoting the cream of homegrown artists and the best sounds in Aotearoa for over 25 years. Freshly delivered by New Zealand On Air. Oh yes, Tenopai, New Zealand On Air, and yes, fresh tracks indeed. Uh, Joel Holland there, uh, Joel Mulholland I should say, with Theorise, and we have him on the line this morning actually. Morena Joel. Morena everybody, how's it going? Very good, mate. Hey, Theorise, beautiful. Thanks mate, yeah, that one... Um uh, yeah, as you said, it's the latest single. Um, I've been listening to it a bit more because I'd, I'd put it to rest 
for a while just because it's been about a year since I've um, since I completed that with mm. along with a bunch of other tracks, and it's been fun, um, you know, doing promo shots and doing all the the more business side of, of getting a release together and um, getting feedback and getting excited about um, this project. So I work on a lot of other um, music with a lot of cool people, and um, to put my head into my own stuff again has been really good. Getting excited. Hey, great comment. You know how you said that. You know you'd you'd you know you'd actually recorded this a year ago, and it's been released. So you know a lot of people, myself included, think, oh, you know, they've recorded it and boom, straight out it goes. So interesting for you to make that point that you know you, you've been sitting on it for a year and now you're getting you know reacquainting yourself with it. I suppose in some yeah. respects. Yeah, totally. It's um, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's pretty common. It's a it's a hard kind of job for some people, for some creative people, um, to get those uh, nuts and bolts together to get the wheels in motion to go on a tour or mm. to do a release or get a video done. Um, the creative part is sometimes I find us the most fun part. You know, you're, you're writing, you're making something that's just you pull out of the air out of you know what is music kind of this weird thing and you make mm. a song and you get really happy with it hopefully and then it can sit there getting dusty on a hard drive until you pull finger or someone shows interest or you know you, you switch your mind into that um, more business side of things yeah good I suppose and a lot of it's about timing too isn't it uh, you know the time to yeah. write it produce it like you say, sit on it for on a hard drive for a little while, and then then release it, and then hopefully you know that you're going to be greeted with some you know people's reactions to it. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it'd be a labour of love for sure. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, you, you know, when you're making these things, um, you kind of have in your mind that obviously you know this is going to be cool to play live. It's going to you know hopefully get onto the radio and, and do those things that um, you know throughout my career. I've always wanted those kind of things. It's a, and then it's a funny world when you suddenly, you know, you're doing that. So it's a really exciting time at the moment. It's cool. Yeah, very cool. And uh, hey, and also for people that don't know Joel, um, he's a composer. You're a composer, a musician, also a sound engineer. You've worked with the likes of Chris Knox, who's a fan. You know, one of my favourite New Zealand musicians. Oh, uh, what a character! Did he? You know, when you worked with him, did he turn up with the singlet and jandals? Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Made a couple of albums with Chris. It was so much fun. He is just a, a magic guy. He is, eh? Uh, yeah. Liam Flynn, uh, Lawrence Arabia, Conan Moccasin. You know, just, the list just goes on. And so, it, it, you know, I want to talk about that process. Like you, you, you record other artists. You listen to them. You listen to the making of their songs, and then you, then you go to do your own stuff you know do you find any in any overlap of influence or do you say right this is this is my sound this is where i'm going well i reckon that's a really good point because it actually overlaps in a way that you maybe don't notice at the time but um one feeds the other so a good sort of um example of that is working on anika moore's album um probably a wee while ago now a few years back and I was doing some stuff um, musically that I'd never do, some production techniques. So I was incorporating drum machines and more electronic elements. And from that, that really fed into um, my own stuff because I'd, I'd got all these new sort of things set up in my little production space at the lab. Mm. And um, 
they inspired me and I was like, wow, I'm making this crazy different music. This was on my last album and um, it, it totally informed me without me even knowing it because I was just doing it. That was what I was working on with Anita for like um, for six months writing all this cool music and so it feeds into itself and, and new production techniques like you might have a band that'll come into the studio and they'll ask me to do something that I maybe hadn't done before like mark up the drums in a weird way and and I'll learn out of that I, I yeah. feel like I'm always getting something different um, from everybody I work with that can be songwriting it can be a technique it can be the way people don't structure things normally so a band yeah. I'm working with at the moment don't just do you know a verse chorus verse bridge chorus outro they just do one big slab of sound that you could call just a bit of music and it mm. goes for five minutes so you know I'm always um, intrigued by the way different artists put their art together and it, I, I guess it does rub off for sure yeah cool because you know you, you sit in that special place I suppose and uh, and the fact that you can actually compose and write your own stuff as well it's, you know um, you know, well done it's, I think it's a it, you know because you've got to have a good ear as an engineer and you've got to um, you know, work with the band and um, so yeah, you're in a really great space, Joel. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I, I feel very, very lucky. I, I share a um, a space at the lab recording studio. There's about four or five of us uh, in there, pretty much full time, and it's just a, a, like a creative hub uh, for lots of cool people are coming and going all the time. So that really is like a blessing. Like I moved up from Christchurch 2005 to Auckland yeah. and um, was lucky enough to to cut my teeth at the lab in the big room there. I was pretty green looking at a patch bay and not knowing anything about what I was doing and just having to record bands and make it all work. So it was real cool and it's just, uh, it's been there for me over the last, you know, 15 years as just like the home ground where I've written a lot of music and produced a lot of music really cool yeah cool and so obviously you landed on your feet and uh, so sometimes it's good to put yourself out in, in that space you know where you're not comfortable um you know yeah. you, you're winging it but you know you, you land it you know you must how did you feel from that you know what you like you like you say 15 years yeah when did you know you when did you know you you you, you, you were doing it when did you let yourself know well, i reckon that? it was um there's a good memory i have of uh we used to work a lot later back in the day. Um, you'd sort of start at 10 a.m. The engineer would start at 9, you know, get everything set, and then we'd work to the wee hours, to 2 or 3 in the morning. And, and when I first started out, it was quite proper. I, I, I was an assistant, and I'd have to sit out. There's a kitchen area at the lab that used to be painted the most 80s, like horrendous <laughs> colour scheme, bright lime greens and mandarin orange like this weird space in the freezing cold middle of winter and to be polite I'd sit out there because there was some intensely creative stuff going on with some band and they wanted some privacy and I just remember thinking watching this static on a TV because there's no reception down there <laughs> freezing my ass off going oh mate I've made it I'm at the studio this is so cool <laughs> and it was yeah I'm cutting my teeth. You've got to do it. Yeah, yeah, cutting your teeth. Get on you, mate. Yeah. Hey, what does um, the summer of 2021-2022 sound like for Joel Mulholland? We're booking a couple of shows. Um, 
before the end of this year, and then we're looking at a, a more extensive um, summer tour, like to promote the album. Because mm. Rise, the new single, is is up a bigger body of work. So yeah. that's the plan. Definitely going to come down and visit Taranaki and man. try and get around a, a little bit further than we usually do. So yeah, that's what it's looking like. A couple more singles before the end of the year, album next year, and then touring for summer and bring it on. Fantastic. And um, hey, I wish you luck with your next couple of singles. If anything like Theorise, I think you know you're on, you're on track. Um, also, hopefully we you know we get that bubble with Australia, so you can broaden your wings there as well. Hey, uh, yeah. I think the Australian market will really really embrace you as well as the New Zealand market as well. So. Uh, good yeah, stuff, we'll be mate. At that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Hey, good Thanks luck, fun. mate, and enjoy your day. Cheers, you too. See you, brother. Bye, bye. Yeah. The most FM one hundred point four. Taranaki's real alternative.